Dreamer tells Salem about what she saw, and Salem, in a strange accent, tells her to put a thermometer spell on Sabrina. Um, I figured this was like some sort of character or caricature, but yeah, I didn't know what sort of words to use other than yeah, it's okay. mate, it's it's just standard. It's Cali, it's Cali girl. Yeah, it's just like Valley girl, like oh my god, like totally. But here's the thing, right? Nick McCow's not very good at that voice. And it's not <laughs> like I reckon even by 1999, the whole like doing the whole oh my god, like totally, um, like thing was kind of overdone and played out in um, shut up, yeah, all that stuff in like yeah, six it's pure, it's pure clueless, yeah, exactly, yeah, it was and clueless was already a few years old by this point, like it's yeah, like it was already played out by 1999, but because Nick McKay's so bad at it it makes it a lot funnier than it should be i was laughing out loud during this scene because like whiffing an accent but by accident <laughs> it's brilliant he can't he's not really got the right um pitch for it he's just like oh my god oh god oh you god girl it's, it's so <laughs> it, it sounds like tommy wiseau more than uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, <laughs> i did not break up with harvey i, I did, did not, not. Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three broken and bewildered bros review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch released. That's the plan for now. Let's see what happens soon. Uh, my name is Phil Dean. I'm your host and your guide on this wonderful nostalgic journey that we are still keeping two metres distance apart. We're a lot more than two metres. We're just we're recording it. Not together, still. I know, yeah. Okay. It, we're miles, mate. Yeah. There's miles between us. Yeah, we're far more than just two metres apart. We are several houses, streets, uh, some say even postcodes apart. Um, those voices that just chipped in there are my friends. First of all, it's Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Hello, Phil. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, yeah, not too bad in the circumstances. I'm kind of done with this, but not, not so done that I would risk my life going to a pub. Um, oh, I, th- I thought you were on about the podcast, that you- you're sick of the podcast and you're going to risk your life doing it. You're on about specifically visiting uh, public houses during this time. Yes, 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 yes. They are open again now, at least in this uh, this location. Um, but yeah, um, I still feel like... Honestly, honestly, I mean, you know, people may have gathered this about me. I do love a pub more than most other things um i think it's one of the only things this country has going for it is um it's collection of interesting and varied public houses but yeah you're not you're not going to catch catch me in uh i wouldn't be caught dead in one because if i was caught in one i could soon be dead <laughs> very much so and there you go heed that advice and uh, the other voice that chipped in is belongs to, happens to belong to a wonderful friend of mine his name is chris evans hello chris Hey Phil, hello Graham. Hello. I didn't know if there was a delay there or you were having a or you were mid swig. I'm not too sure, but it's nice to hear your voice. How are you? And I am absolutely kerfucked. How are you? Nice. That's an. It's not a word I've ever heard before, but I do like the use of it. Um, and as well, it's worth pointing out that this week's episode, for the first time, is sponsored by uh, by Amazon. Um, yes. Um, for the first time ever, Graham and Chris, you struggled to find this episode by naughty means. Is that right? I, we did. It was not. It was not on Pornhub. This one. Um, and um, however, I did not uh, give money to Mr. Jeffrey Bezos because I purchased it on a YouTube. Oh, okay. So I, I was under the illusion that you, you this. Okay, take back what I said. We're not sponsored by Amazon this week. I spent ten pence more to uh, get it from YouTube. Good, good. But uh, yeah, did you enjoy this experience having to to pay for something that's otherwise free? I enjoyed seeing Sabrina once again in glorious 480p, um, or possibly 650. I can't remember. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's been too long. Actually, you know, being like knowing for a fact that if there are any visual gags, I'm going to see them, <laughs> and they wouldn't be obscured <laughs> by pixels. Was nice. I'm not going to lie. 
Nice. So I guess I guess 480p was worth your 199p. Yes. Nice. Um, so yeah, you've joined us on uh, this week's episode, which is season four, episode nine, entitled "Love Means Having to Say You're Sorry." Uh, in this episode, as the title suggests, as you know, really sort of the past episodes' titles have kind of ruined, I guess. Um, in this week's episode, Sabrina, well, she has to sort of um, you know find herself a little bit and find the courage to actually speak to Harvey, declare her love for him once more, but ultimately say that she is sorry for that uh, treacherous act that she did upon uh, Josh's lips. Um, Chris, I'll come to you first of all. Uh, this definitely looks like the end of this sort of uh, perilous three, four episode story arc we've had so far in this season. Uh, was this a nice little ending to it before we do start discussing it properly? All I'm going to say is I can't answer that because in search of uh, the episode that we were meant to be watching, I did find like pictures, images of later episodes in this season where it would appear... This is not the last of this, which I am annoyed about. Really? Okay. I don't know for a fact. Don't know for a fact, but there was a couple of images uh, as, like, thumbnails on uh, episode titles that I was like, hang on a minute, what the fuck is that? So I was prepared for it to carry Mm. on throughout the season before watching it, but then it didn't happen, and now it was a very short-lived separation okay and you definitely didn't watch this episode on Pornhub you're saying no definitely wasn't on Pornhub no 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 okay because no, no, no. there, there are there are a few thumbnails on there that would ruin someone's perception of a storyline I would I would say um, uh, Graham do you sort of feel the same you know before uh, Chris has potentially spoiled it for us did you uh, before, you know before the illusion was shattered did you like the idea of this being the ending of this little you know sort of leading up to midway season story arc to be honest, yes. I mean, we've talked about how it's it's weird having a a story arc. Well, we've had season long story arcs, but the things which like vanish for episodes on end and then they return. But in terms of like a concentrated spell, no pun intended, where there is a yeah a particular story that needs resolving urgently. Um, this is new territory, um, and yeah, I think I think three episodes is this kind of spanned over now. Was it three or four? Yeah, about four, I think. Four, I think it was four episodes ago. Josh was introduced, right? Okay, but in terms of like the kiss and Harvey being oh, on the outside, yes. is that three? That's three, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think three is about the right amount of time for a story like this to take its course. Maybe there's further bumps in the road later on, but this particular um, event and the fallout from it being over and done within three. We talk about three being the magic number. I think so. It was quite a pleasing resolution to this whole um, this whole fiasco. Indeed, and you know it'd be nice to sort of talk about this episode, hopefully in a more positive light. I mean, it will definitely be a, uh, in a positive light compared to uh, our last episode because, uh, guys, get ready. It features one hundred percent less kidnapping and predatory Salem. Yep, no late eighties pop stars were harmed in the making of this episode. Hooray! <laughs> Um, did any of those thumbnails that you saw, Chris, sort of um, go against that? No, not to my knowledge. Nothing bad was happening to Debbie Gibson? No, I don't think so. Oh, I'm very relieved, very relieved. Please, she's okay. I mean, maybe if you go on Pornhub, you will find some. Um, but uh, this episode opens on the hunkiest sub-genre of body horror as Hilda, Zelda and Salem all have Harvey's face superimposed onto their bodies um as much as i love harvey's face and as much as you know i do kind of like the body horror element this this was just poor (laughs) no not a good way to open up an episode now for me it was for me it was just that moment of oh wow they've managed to superimpose harvey's face onto their faces That, that that's brilliant back in Back in the late 90s, in 99 when it was recorded, that would have been like next level tech. That CGI shit would be on the on, on the cutting edge. Nowadays, you can face swap with your cat. So I, I wasn't that impressed, but I can imagine how people would have been impressed with that body horror back in the 90s. But we've seen much better superimposed. Like, you know, we've seen like Harvey's face on a, um, on a bowling pin, for example. 
um, which looked far better. And that was like two seasons ago. And this just looks pretty dreadful. What they should have done is what I would appreciate. They couldn't really have done it with Salem, or maybe they could have done, is they should have just had Harvey dressed in Hilda and Zelda's outfits and wigs and things. You know, I think that would have just been a bit funnier, I guess. But I guess CGI is more magical. I suppose. I mean, yeah. Well, this was, you know, I'll be honest, horrifying. I was wincing. I was, I was wishing, to be honest, Phil, that I was watching this in 240p because then it wouldn't have been as vivid to me. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, it, it didn't look good. It was, it was body horror. I would count that in the body horror canon of Sabrina. I would say, um, yeah, the handsome face of Nate Richard just used for just deranged ends. You know, I, 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 it really upset me seeing such a lovely face used for such evil yeah i mean something that obviously that does make this whole scene a little bit better is i wonder if you guys noticed this is obviously you they've superimposed um harvey's face onto salem's body as well um but you can clearly see that nate richard has just got his head like inside a jumper to get like the black outline yes (laughs) yes i did see that it's very very nice it was quite my it was magical very very funny it also reminded me of um you know like i don't know if you ever see on the news like there's a lot of this like paranoia about deep fakes yes but they don't look very they don't look very good yet and it's like but they're probably like scared of them oh my god you can make anybody say anything and you look at it's like that just looks fake as hell so you've got like you know just like barack Barack obama being like oh let me be clear i am a pedophile but like his like mouth is like on his neck and it's just like that just looks awful. It kind of reminded me of that. But yeah, I like, just I did like the jump around Nate Rich's face. I thought it was very creative on on whoever's uh, decision it was to go forward like that. But yeah, escape that that kind of um, sort of uh, gives it a few points as such. Um, uh, it turns out that when a witch really loves someone, uh, they literally see the object of their affection, which is Harvey, uh, for Sabrina and Salem for Salem. Because if you thought Harvey's face looked bad, just wait till you just put a just a generic black cat's face onto someone else's face. They should have put a um, peach cord jumper around the puppet. <laughs> they should have done if they did it. If they asked Nate Richard to do it, then uh, yeah, obviously not Nick Picard. No, he's not a cat. But you know, if um, if yeah, they just put a uh, a little peach coloured. Uh, jump around the animatronic that'd be great that would be nice and fun um so yeah so as i said yeah um obviously uh sabrina is still toying with her emotions because she's obviously clearly still has feelings for harvey and that's why she's seen harvey's face everywhere uh she declares her love for harvey and the credits roll really um really abruptly um speaking of love it's the title sequence that we did used to love and we do kind of enjoy our new segment of this podcast because um you know because the the opening title the mirror gags have gone we task ourselves to do a new mirror gag at the start of every episode this episode's turn is for chris so chris wowers with your gag or should i say gags yeah so okay here you go guys this is this is what i've got so far so we're at the mirror outfits ticking over and then this is the first one she is in a giant turkey outfit and then turns to the camera and says, gobble, gobble, gobble. Because it's the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, that's it. The the, the punchline is gobble, gobble, gobble. Yes. Okay. 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 I got another one, though. Thank God. (laughs) 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 All right. So, again, outfit, 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 outfit. Yeah. Except the last outfit is just is her in her pajamas, okay? And she says pajama pajama pajama. <laughs> no, no, no. And in one hand she's got uh, a a a tablet and the other one she's got a uh, glass of water, okay? Um uh, just, just just to be clear, a tablet in the um is a pill. Yes, a pill, pill form. Yes. Pill form. That's what we call yeah, so... what we call pills here, Americans. So sorry, that I was gonna get to that. So it's a it's a pill and a water. All right, she puts the pill in her mouth, takes a swig of water, has a disgusting look on her face, and just goes, "Oh, that pill was grim." Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. Are you doing them in ascending order? Because that's what it seems like. Yes, I am. 
Oh, this, okay. this, this next one's going to be brilliant. So, Pilgrim. Yeah, get it. <laughs> All right. So, outfit, outfit, outfit. And then, get this. Sabrina is dressed as a tank. Right. <laughs> I'm laughing already. <laughs> okay. Okay. And in her hand, in her hand, she's got a present. Okay. In and the then... in the tank's hand. <laughs> in the tank's hands, she's got a present and goes here. This is for you because she's tanks giving. Okay. Um, the punchline was terrible, but I I enjoy the image of someone dressing themselves up as a tank. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> well, it was brilliant because it was very funny because you could have had her just giving somebody some like toy tanks or something. But the fact that she is a tank <laughs> and she's giving and she's got is, arms, yeah, she's got the arms of a tank. <laughs> it's a face painted in camouflage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there we what, go. What, 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 what era of a tank are we? T- is, is this World War One, two, beyond? What? Uh, beyond. It, it's actually nice. a tank from the year three thousand five hundred and sixty-nine. Uh, thank you very much, Chris. Um, I'll let you uh, listening. Yes, you um, decide which one you thought was the best. But we all know which one it was. Uh, we're in a canteen and Sabrina is devastated that Harvey isn't around to steal her mayonnaise, but she's more devastated when she tries to talk to him only for Colette to sit down next to him being all nice, sweet and just innocent. And again, if you've forgotten, uh, Colette was the girl that Harvey seems to be um, going out with at the end of our last uh, episode. Um, So Sabrina gets angry that they're not spending Thanksgiving together and she runs off to the clock shop to vent to Hilda. She tells her aunts that she wishes she'd never kissed Josh because she misses Harvey so much, to which they reply with, if it's meant to be, it will be. At being there brewed that, Sabrina is brewing a foamy coffee and thinking about Harvey, who walks in dressed as Goose and carries Sabrina off to the sounds of... Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong, which was the actual version on my DVD. It wasn't... Um... He's not dressed as Goose. What's Uzi dressed it's as? It's an officer and a gentleman. He's dressed as Richard Gere from an officer and a gentleman. Oh, is he? I, I have not seen that, but I have seen Top Gun, which is why I just said it. <laughs> Very, Because that would be uh, You've Lost That Loving Feeling. Oh, yes. It's a yes, it is. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, I knew it had love in it, but... I just got it wrong. Wrong kind of love. But um, very interesting, like you say, because we did all watch home video versions of this episode. Very interesting that we did get the um, original. Um, second time that song is featured in Sabrina, though, because Mr. Kraft did sing it in an earlier episode. Yes, and, and in that episode where they did it, we said that that song was by um, Joe Cocker and Woman. And uh, you know, I do want to apologise to Woman. It's Jennifer Warnes. Um, yes. I did... I did um, I did Google for fuck's sake because we were very rude last time. So, so Jenny, if you're listening, sorry. Well, there we go. So I got wrong. So he's dressed as dressed as Richard Gear, um, and uh, is yeah off to uh, Love Lifters at where he belong. Carries her in her arms and just sort of ends up walking out of the uh, the coffee shop. But yeah, so she says, she passes off this coffee and there's yeah Harvey's there in the queue. He says he's been looking at. All the um, sort of all the the junk that they've exchanged with each other over the years. He's been looking at them and thinking about all the good times that they had. And there's Sabrina thinking that you know they, he wants them to get back together, but in fact he just wants to offload them. He just wants to meet up and give them back. And um, so Sabrina is a bit upset. She blows him off, not in that way, Chris, and uh, returns back to work. Salem then sobs while Sabrina gets rid of Harvey's stuff and tries to convince her to talk to him while she convinces herself that he's not the right guy for her because he's not cool. Um, Jumping back into the coffee shop where Harvey does want to give back all the stuff away, do you think that is a bit of sort of um, self-defense from Harvey? Just like get rid of everything because she really upset me to get rid of it all? Or do you think he's just been um, courteous because I've got a new girlfriend. These are old girlfriend things. Let's get them out of her sight. Yeah, I think it's the courteous, more courteous side of things than 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 the other one. But it, it's it's one of those. It's it, that's what you do. Harvey knows that's what you do. It's got to be done at some point. He's got a new missus. It's it's time to do it. I would, he's a very matter of fact kind of person, Harvey, isn't he? Just he does yeah. things that need to be done. I would say it's self defense, but he doesn't realize it yet. In his mind, it's because I've got a new girlfriend now. 
so you know i should give all this stuff back i mean you know out the old and with the new um but obviously he later realizes he's spoiler alert he still has a lot of feelings for sabrina and he is moving you know moving on too fast um so yeah i think he's kind of like he's trying to trying he's trying to materially erase sabrina from his life to make the moving on easier because he is determined to because he's been hurt he is determined to make sabrina a thing of the past and move on with colette and not having physical reminders of her will make that easier and that's why he's doing it yeah um i mean you know we do explore this a little bit more and um, very very shortly in fact and a nice sort of like really sort of really genuinely touching bit from from harvey but we will get there um very very shortly um so as i said yes yeah, sabrina is trying to get rid of all harvey stuff and she's she's trying to kid herself uh in the exact same way as like harvey's trying to convince himself for other reasons that she's like yeah, harvey was never the right guy for me i i don't want to be with josh but i want to be with someone cooler than harvey harvey was just not cool enough for her so that's the that's what dreamer thinks the is the reason why they're not getting back together is well can we just bring attention though to one of the items that sabrina's giving back to harvey the wooden hat a wooden hat the hat made out of wood i mean that takes some skill to whittle yeah that is a whittle and a half job Harvey Kinkle, you whittle king. Mm, you whittle buggy, you. I just, just, I needed to say it. That's not a callback to previous episode, is it? I don't, I, 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 I like to think episode. if there was a part of a, an episode where Harvey had manufactured a hat out of wood, we, we would definitely remember it. Remember it. I mean, we love, we love hats, don't we? We love unusual. Then again, hats. though, we don't love Harvey, and we don't like love Harvey with any form of hat. So maybe if it did happen, we just um, we've just blocked it from memory. But we love unusual hats, and we love hats worn by unusual uh, beings like dogs. Um, yes. So yeah, I'd like to think we would remember. Um, so yeah, Hilda and Zelda meanwhile decide to celebrate Thanksgiving as a way of cheering up Sabrina, even if it does mean acknowledging those poopy-head witch-hating pilgrims. In in the scene where they talk about the poopy pilgrims, um, we find that Salem is really, really upset that Sabrina and Harvey are breaking up, and that he, and that he really are hoping that he's best man at her and sabrina's wedding and that's really really sweet it is actually yeah you, you know um the only time salem ever shows emotion is when something's come around a bit manly arse or if it's just all oh woe is me me and all self-centered but he he always he always gets emotional when it's things to do with sabrina he's very protective over sabrina so then i guess he's also very protective over sabrina's like heart as well and he he can kind of see through it that you know she belongs to be with she needs to be with Harvey, and you know he is he is as devastated about it as, as she is, which yeah yeah is is very very sweet and very 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 on brand for Salem because it is a part that we actually don't really really see much, but we know it does exist there. Yeah, I I, I love the old moments where that side of him is um yeah is is explored the fact that he does genuinely care about Sabrina and he does genuinely want her to be happy. I think, yeah, I just think it's it's just extremely, yeah, it's just extremely, uh, extremely lovely but also funny at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 did, I, I did like seeing, seeing that side of Salem in this episode. Yeah, and also say that he wishes he would have been, you know, Harvey's best man. I guess, I guess if Sabrina did actually say to Harvey if they were to get married, listen, Salem really wants to be your best man. I bet Harvey would just be like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> He'd kind of just happily have this cat, yeah, um, sort of being his best man. And I mean, what a stag night that would be! Oh God, Popo is everywhere. World domination via Popo. <laughs> Popo's Popo all domination. You talking about Pornhub again? Yes, yeah, so obviously I'd say um, Hilda and Zelda are um, thinking of ways to cheer Sabrina up during this time and they think Thanksgiving, they've never celebrated it. Sabrina's always gone to Harvey's to celebrate it and it's because of those poopy head uh, witch-hating pilgrims. So uh, that plays into uh, effect for the rest of this episode. Uh, back in school and Sabrina and Harvey exchange each other's stuff and regrettably bid farewell to each other. While Sabrina sighs that it clearly wasn't meant to be, Dreamer notices that Harvey's kept a framed season one promo picture of Sabrina in his locker, and I, I hated it. this. 
the sentiment's nice. Harvey is keeping a picture of Sabrina in his locker. That's lovely. That's amazing. Couldn't they've just used a real fucking picture, not just some something off the back of the DVD box? My God. Yes, yeah. A, just a picture of the two of them. You could have just taken it before filming that and just acted as if it was from you know any moment in time. Yeah. But just to have Sabrina from a model shoot, it's oh, it was so naff. Take a goddamn Polaroid. You know, yeah. you've got instant photography. I know you've not got phones, but you have instant photography there at your disposal in 1999. Um, yeah, that was that was shameful. I loved the I loved the yeah the idea of him keeping her picture, but like you say, the fact that a promo picture was deployed. You start to see it in soap operas where like the framed pictures in like people's houses are quite obviously like promo shots and things. It's 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 never and good. Yeah, it's so easy to take a picture again, even even by nineteen ninety nine standards. Just take a goddamn picture and make it look like it's too it's a human being, not just not just Melissa Joan Hart as Sabrina in a picture. It really, it really wound me up, like more than I thought. I had to pause it because it wound mate, me up. I, mate, I, I know it's wound you up because you're still going on about it. It pissed me off as well because a Polaroid would make more sense. But breathe, breathe, yeah, and and we can get through this, okay? We can get through this. Dreamer tells Salem about what she saw, and Salem, in a strange accent, tells her to put a thermometer spell on Sabrina. Um, I figured this was like some sort of character, a caricature, but yeah, I didn't know what sort of words to use other than yeah, it's okay. mate, it's it's just standard. It's Cali. Is it Rich? Is it Richard Gear again? Richard Gear from no, no, it's a Cali. Yeah, girl. it's just like Valley Girl, like oh my god, like totally. But here's the thing, right? Nick McCow's not very good at that voice, and he's not. <laughs> like I reckon, even by. 1999, the whole, like, doing the whole, oh, my God, like, totally, um, like, thing was kind of overdone and played out in, um... Shut up. Yeah, all that stuff. In, like, yeah, sick... it's pure, it's pure Clueless. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It was, and Clueless was already a few years old by this point. Like, it's, yeah, like, it was already played out by 1999. But because Nick McKay's so bad at it, it makes it a lot funnier than it should be. I was laughing out loud during this scene because it's like it's insane. It's like it's like the it's like the dude in a lower low. You know, good morning. It's that level of like yeah, like completely I was just pissing by your window. And I saw you shooting at your whiff. It's yeah, it's it's that level of I mean obviously that's deliberate, but like yeah, it's that level of like whiffing an accent but by accident. It's brilliant. He can't. He's not really got the right um, Tom, pitch. Tom, it. it's just like, oh my god, oh god, oh you god, girl. <laughs> it's it's so. It, it sounds like Tommy Wiseau more than uh, something like that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was about to say. He's a Tommy Wiseau or the Viceroys in episode one. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars episode one Viceroys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tommy White. Yeah, he's, it's just that. As you know, our black head is perfectly illegal. It's, yeah, it, oh my it's god, that, that's but... what Sabrina likes, you guys. I did not break up with Harvey. I, I did, did not. not. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that. Um, so let me go back. So what I should have said is, is Dreamer tells Salem about what she saw, and Salem, in a Tommy Wiseau <laughs> impression, tells her to put a thermometer spell on Sabrina. So speaking of things to going into things, Hilda and Zelda are reluctant to shove their arms into the jack seat of a turkey to make Thanksgiving dinner by hand, a rule to discourage witches from celebrating the holiday. So they tell witches that if they want to celebrate Thanksgiving, they have to do it completely by hand, without magic. They have to do it the mortal way to kind of put them off from celebrating it. So And during my search for this episode, I also found this little fact... So, I don't know if I trust it, but little fact here. This is the only Thanksgiving episode in Sabrina's entire run. Wow. I mean... So, it actually stands stands up in the whole making witches not celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. Okay, I mean, that would make sense. It, it's a holiday that's um, not for witches, so there's no reason to really bring it attention. It's only because Sabrina is down in the dumps. Um, but yeah, no, I guess that makes sense. Oh, well, we'll see if that stands true. We'll see. Um, yeah, Chris, we'll uh, we'll hold you to that. So yeah, that's that is interesting. We won't remember. We won't remember we at all. Next when we won't remember. Absolutely not. We never do. Can't even remember just to tweet once a week. Um, 
Back in school, Andrema uses the magic thermometer on Harvey, which she uses to make him cool. Um, I, so I suppose you're a big fan of that, Chris. You like these sort of jokes. Um, the thermometer, make him cool, to turn him cool. Did you laugh? I did not laugh, as I am not a five-year-old, and I already saw it coming, so, meh. Oh, it's a shame. Uh, he then puts on some... Sh- he then puts on some shades and a leather jacket and struts out of the office. I, I don't know whether the, the leather jacket and the shades were by him already or they magically appeared because he was then cool. Either way, I did like him just pulling these out, putting them on and just saying, I'm out of here. <laughs> just just leaving. Very, very funny. I like this cool walk. Yeah, it was a very sort of like um, a bit Vince mcmahon before he was very, very hobbled and broken. Which, to be honest, is hobbled and brokenness may have been caused by the way he walks. We don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Nate Richard was very funny in this scene, um, doing the cool walk, doing all the fancy stuff. Again, probably played out by 1999, but it was fun nonetheless. And I wish we got more of him as hot Harvey, as overly angry Harvey, because that was particularly funny. Seeing nice guy, yes. seeing nice guy Harvey, like yeah, just like yell at and threaten people. I really enjoyed. Yeah, so yeah, they, they kind of try and find the right balance of the right temperature for Harvey. So yeah, so they made him cool. So he, you know, he goes round um, being the Fonz. He gives himself a nickname. So he's like they're just like Kink Meister or something like that. Uh, he gives him a nickname. He goes and steals some lunch money, and he answers his phone. You know, an old phone that he's got on him, and he's like, "Yo," and he's like, "Oh man, he's so he's so so cool." Spina says that she didn't want him to change really, and the fact that she said that. He wasn't cool enough for her. It was just, you know, a defense mechanism for her to try and rationalize her depression or something like that. She says so. He knocks a vending machine as well, like Fonzie used to knock. He does, yeah. And there was there was a school poster, but I could only read half of it. Um, but it did have a dandelion blowing on it, and it says something to it before they go away. I'm not too sure. Don't really know what they were going for. Um. What, Unless... blow them before they go away? No, not quite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that, that's what it okay. says. So, boys, new school poster. In a school, blow me <laughs> before they go away. New school poster, boys. Wow. There's a picture. That's explicit. There's a big poster, right? There's a dandelion. And it says, blow them. Blow them. Before they go <laughs> away. They... <laughs> nice. Oh wow! I mean, again, it, again, it it could have also been uh, maybe the vending machine he hit was just only stocks of dandelion and burdock. I mean, I don't know. Is that is that an American drink as well, or is that just just uh, just uh, on our end? I mean, dandelion and burdock in cans is hard to come by wherever you are in the world. But um, yeah, blow them before they go away. Indeed. Um, Sabrina says that she didn't want him to change really so she asks Dreamer to heat him up and he turns into a right hothead and almost kills poor Clarence he just lifts this poor little lad up by his collar and yeah. threatens him out, out of his uh, lunch and this, second, this next bit though is by far the most 90s thing and I really yes. enjoyed it yeah I very, very really 90s. enjoyed it and what does Clarence drop? He, Clarence, um, in the effort of you know of him being lifted up in the air, he drops his Pokemon cards, and Harvey picks him up and goes, "Clarence, you dropped your." He says, "Pokemon," which is not great. But he says, "Clarence, you dropped your Pokemon cards," and it's like that is very Harvey because he just picks him up and he's like, "Oh, you dropped these," and also, yeah, we're getting we're getting in on the Pokemon a little bit too late, not too late, but you know, a bit no, late, no, a bit no. Late. No, no, 99? not at all. Ninety nine. So it's only been around for what two years? Maybe ninety seven. I want to say two years. But I mean, Phil, Phil, the I know for a fact the Pokemon anime started showing on CITV in nineteen ninety nine. That's so true. It would have been popular for for us around that time. I think, I think it's for ninety. I think I think the, I think it started in I think the US as well. I think you know. I think yeah, like sort of like. 96 to 98 it was only japanese thing i think it only really reached western shores in about 98 so yeah i think it's, it's very contemporary and it's good to see it um, referenced i mean i don't know about you but i had a foot ton of pokemon cards back then in fact phil i remember this line from the show at the time and being annoyed that the nerd character had pokemon cards like they were something to be laughed at and i was like how dare you pokemon cards are cool so uh yeah 
Yeah, Pokemon cards were cool to collect, but you never you never battled with them. You just oh, I did once. It was the most, I I want that three hours of my life back. <laughs> three hours. <laughs> Still, that's how long it takes for anything to happen. It's like Monopoly. It's like once you've started, you, you're in for a long haul. I had little marbles to represent the different like powers and things. I had a proper playing set. And I only used it once and instantly regretted it. Uh, back home, and Hilda and Zelda are not having a good time with all the cooking malarkey. So they magic in some pilgrims to cook it for them. And and then this is their sort of subplot for this this episode. Hilda and Zelda trying to negotiate with some pilgrims that yes, they are witches, but can they just cook them a nice meal, please? The pilgrims, John and Mary. Um, yes, John, played by Christopher Rich, who would later play. Melissa Joan Hart's father in Melissa and Joey. No way! How about that? Sabrina, meanwhile, goes to talk to Harvey again, but hides in a bush when Colette rocks up. Harvey breaks up with her, but not because he wants to get back with Sabrina. Sure, he loves and cares for her, but he can't forgive her for what she did. And neither can we. This was quite heartbreak it was heartbreaking for sabrina and obviously harvey but for us you know you know harvey is never a guy rick and colette of course colette i mean she seems pretty cool with it she's it's expected um but yeah but for harvey doesn't is a character doesn't really show us his emotional side just shows us his sweet side if he's a little miffed he'll show us that but in terms of to actually to say something that's quite grown up of him to say that i'm disappointed and upset sabrina's hurt me so much i don't think i can ever forgive her that was a difficult pill to swallow. That pill was grim. It was, that pill was grim, yes. You are right. Maybe that one's the best one, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, so how did you think, see, seeing this side of Harvey, is this a, a side that you would like to see more often, or is it something that, um, you know, we don't need to see too too often? No, 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 no. It comes out It comes out when, it, when it's needed. And I think that, that's enough. If he was, if if Harvey was, was like that throughout, he'd be labelled a wet lettuce. It comes out when it's necessary. That's true. Yeah, I yeah I think I think we've also I feel like Harvey of seasons one and two would not have been able to reason through his feelings in this way. I mean, we've talked before about Spoon and Harvey discussing their relationship problems a few episodes ago. And how that kind of shows how they've grown up, the history they have together. And I think it's the same with this, where, like, yeah, it kind of just shows how much Harvey's grown up and how much Sabrina represents a big, obviously a big aspect of his life, but also something where she means so much to him and he thinks about her so much that he can reason through things in that way. I think it's, I think it's a very kind of important scene in terms of cementing this as yeah just like a major aspect of these people's lives because i mean you know we talked about high school relationships before how they very often just come and go and don't really mean anything but every so often you do get these ones which do mean a lot and do sort of um cause your emotional maturity to flourish and this is almost confirmation that this is one such relationship so yeah i think a very powerful scene um and a very well executed scene hilda and zelda try to make a cup of tea for the pilgrims which sounds fine but lads they're making one of those fucking ghastly american hot teas where they microwave a cold coffee oh i uh as an english person i i blacked out during that section so i missed that completely i suggest we all just move on and pretend it never happened Uh, yeah i mean I, i once ordered tea at a mcdonald's in new york um and uh, they just gave me a black tea. I said you're supposed to have milk in it. They put a whole like gallon of milk in there. They don't get it. They don't get it at all. Kettles, hot water with the tea bag. Let it sit a little bit. Not too much if you don't want it. Splash of milk, bit of sugar if you need it. And that's it. Perfect cup of tea. None of this tea bag, cold water, fucking microwave. None of that. Get rid of it. I did have an American housemate at university who did not know what a kettle was and was trying to boil water on the hob. A backward civilization, no question. 
Sabrina, meanwhile, ignores Zelda's advice of the mortal way of fixing a relationship being the best way. So she uses the magic, bo uh, the magic book to conjure up an actual drawing board to rewrite what once went wrong, but not in a cool quantum leapy way. So this is when uh, we get sort of Sabrina, who's going back to literally the drawing board. So she magics in this, um, you know, this whiteboard with a stick man, stick woman being Sabrina and Harvey, and there's a speech bubble next to each one, and she's there supposed to, um, yeah, rewrite what, what um, you know, yeah, rewrite what actually happens. She says something, Harvey's going to give the perfect response, that's it, all's well that ends well. Uh, but it kind of doesn't really go well at all. Phil, I like this concept, I like the drawing board concept, but what I didn't enjoy mm -hmm. was the was her execution of it. It's very simple. All she had to do was say, I'm sorry, and all he had to do was say, I forgive you. That was it. How could that go wrong? She over I didn't write down exactly what she said because it was just a bit it was it was kind of stuff that a teenager wouldn't really necessarily say. Apart from the first one, the first one she says, um Will you forgive me or something it was, and Harvey's response was, All is forgiven and forgotten. Like that. Um, and then it turns out that um, he's actually forgotten everything, so he has no idea who Sabrina is. Uh, but before we get into that, we do see a really cool animation where the stick men turn into Sabrina and Harvey before it goes into the actual sort of filmed footage of them. And I thought that was cool. That was a really nice sort of effect that they did there. It's just a shame we did superimpose Nate Richards face onto everybody earlier on. It, it, it was cool, but I mean, uh, I guess, I mean, how long ago was the Take On Me video by this point? 15, 15 years or something like that. I mean, you know that that was that was old technology. But just as that video still blows my mind when I see it now, this still impressed me when I watched it now. So uh, yeah, it's just nice to see something new within um, Sabrina. Anyway, um, they didn't just superimpose their faces onto the stick bodies. Really, is I think what I was getting at. Strange thing she says is the yeah, the first instance Harvey kind of forgets everything that's ever gone on, so she ends up coming back. Um, then she says something to do with she uses the word divine. I think I can't can't remember what she says. Yeah, to air to air is human to forgive divine. Something like that, and just because Harvey no, says not something that's what it was. Okay, that that's what it was confirmed by Chris. And just because Harvey says the word divine, he turns very eccentric and camp, which is a bit strange. Um, so, but that that's the thing they went for. So she. I enjoyed I enjoyed the peacock scarf. That was nice. I, that was nice I enjoyed the very sort of Doctor Who costume he had going on. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed Camp Harvey. I enjoyed Vicar Harvey. I enjoyed uh, Googling Take On Me and finding out it was actually released exactly 15 years before this episode. Go me. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought in this... Yeah, I thought, again, very. this is a, a good episode for Nate Richards' comic versatility. Yeah, because she says again, Sabrina says something again to do with God, and just because it says the word God, he's turned into a, a priest. The thing that does confuse me is she jumps into the whiteboard, but every time that they've done the situation, she comes back in the bedroom. So it's like she's transported to school, but she has to then walk back home. Uh, it's very, very strange, but apparently, sort of, I guess the magic only works one way. Um, so she rightfully throws the board out the window because she can't rewrite history again. Echoing what uh, Zelda said earlier, if it's meant to be, um, it will be. And that obviously goes in uh, also in favour of uh, the events. She can't really change them. Uh, the pilgrims, meanwhile, try to burn Hilda and Zelda at the stake, but they're overpowered and then forced to make dinner and gravy, more importantly for Salem. Sabrina, meanwhile, asks to use the lost in time clock. Again, it's nice to see that back in the clock shop. Uh, so she can go back to that blasted night and not give Josh a kiss at all. So she goes back tells him uh, no and says I've got a boyfriend it's fine he's like it's great wouldn't want to press you into doing anything you won't want to that's fine then they have a hug but Harvey's still devastated because at the end of the day she still skipped out on his football game pretending to be sick so uh, yeah it, the, the issue the issue wasn't the kiss the issue was that she lied to him yes and and that she wasn't there to support him when he needed her that was the issue I th I th that may be quite sad, actually. It's interesting you mentioned that, Chris, because, like, Sabrina doesn't seem to understand that that was the issue. Like, she's, like, absolutely kind of gobsmacked that he's still angry with her, even when yeah. she doesn't kiss Josh. 
And the whole point is, yeah, she said she was sick, and that's why she wasn't at his. She wasn't at his football game. And just seeing her, especially with another guy, but just anyway, just seeing her sort of coming back from a night out, clearly having a good, having had a great time, is hurtful, and she doesn't understand that. That 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 made me quite sad. It just is good to, like you say, to see the time clock used again because we talked about it before, like comparing it to the time turner in Harry Potter uh, that would solve all their problems before and afterwards, but they never use it again. So it's good to see that the time clock is a device that they're going to deploy going forward, or at least once more. <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that, you know, if, if she did want to act as if the kiss with Josh never happened, then, well, uh, why don't you use this lost in time clock? And to actually, for them to go, oh, uh, we are going to use it then, and for it not to work, it's a, yeah, it's a nice sort of use that, you know, it's, they've not forgotten about it, they've very much remembered about it, and it just simply doesn't work. So, yeah, it is good for them to use it. On a similar note, Salem's dominance over the Pilgrims has failed as he's about to be burned alive. Hilda and Zelda gift the Pilgrims a new horse and new bed in exchange for a feast. And that's it. Then they just sort of get to get to cooking and sorting out that Thanksgiving feast. A distracted Sabrina bumps into a distracted Harvey at an empty corridor in school and it prompts her to really apologise for what she did. Not just that, but then Harvey apologised for the things he did wrong, like taking her for granted and being a little bit flaky. They have an afternoon-long conversation, kiss and make up by the porch. Bit bit quick there for me. Wasn't, wasn't... I genuinely... When they bumped into each other in the corridor, I genuinely thought that it was like another dream sequence or something. I was, I first, it did I was seem like, really strange, we... yeah. Yeah, I was like, how did we get here? And and what is ha- is this what she wishes would happen? It took me a while to catch on, longer than I'd care to admit. Yeah, it's because the corridor and the school was just quiet, it was just completely barren, and they just bump into each other. But she bumps into him, she doesn't notice it's Harvey, and she says, oh, sorry, and he just says, are you sorry? Because that's all he wants at the end of the day. I think he just wants an official, meaningful apology from Sabrina. And, you know, it's not to say that she'll get back with her. He'll get back with her. He just wants to know that she does understand what she's done wrong and apologises for it. And like I said, it then does prompt Harvey, I think, to really mature and, you know, apologise for the things he feels he's done wrong, which, as we pointed out a few episodes back, is just, yeah, taking her for granted and, you know, not being, I guess, the... Um, the more attentive uh, boyfriend that he should have been, and he also acknowledges that he spends too much time, I think, with the the the, the boys, and kind of blows Sabrina off uh, for exchange of them. So they both do a lot of growing up, and it's done them done them both the world of good, which is nice to see. That um, I, I think I I do agree with you, Chris, to a degree that maybe they did gloss over that a little too quickly, but we don't really need to see them keep apologising for things, everything. It's just nice to know that. It was a long conversation where they very clearly um, aired out their their dirty laundry to each other. Yeah, I see. I see. I, I see what you're saying, but uh, you know, it could could have done with a. It just it felt really rushed. Like they really just wanted to get it all sorted in this one episode. If that makes sense. Yeah, and and looking at the clock, it's like great, two minutes after this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Kiss and make up. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't think we need to really um, hear exactly why each of them are um, sorry to one of each other. But I do like the, just the clear passage of time that it has been something that they spent a lot of time discussing because they weren't really giving each other the time of day. Uh, they exchange their boxes of junk and uh, as well as the, the hat. She gives him back the hat and it's all... Um, has it been de... De, like flee, deloused or something? Determited. No, it's been determited. Sorry, yeah. and determited. Because he's a termite king, of course. Indeed, you know they don't call him termite king for nothing. He he certainly knows his hats as well. Um, so they exchange their boxes of junk. They go eat Thanksgiving dinner together. And Sabina says she understands why the thing with Josh was supposed to happen. It was because it made her realize just how much. Harvey means to her, and again, that's the you know the whole adage that Zelda said earlier. If it's meant to be, it will be. She was supposed to kiss Josh because otherwise she wouldn't have had this turmoil to go through the past sort of week or two. The credits roll, and then the Spellmans and Pilgrims just 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 have a dance. Oh, oh obviously before that, before that as well, they they all say what they're thankful for, but we don't really care about that because they just have a dance while the credits roll. And assumedly they do this to a pop hit. 
but as we all watched home video versions, uh, we don't know what that is. They just have a little dance, some music, just have a little little pilgrim dance, and then they're fine, and then I assume they just go back to their time to say that they were friends with witches and then will probably kill themselves when they returned home. Yeah, grim. I mean, they shouldn't have, shouldn't have colonised those into Rokin's land, should they? I think they're getting what's coming to them. So there we go. That is the end of episode nine, entitled, uh, what on earth was it called? Uh, love means having to say you're sorry. Uh, boys, were you sorry that this episode ever happened? No. Maybe. Yes. I mean, obviously, we talked more about it sort of at the at the top of the episode, talking about, um, you know, this seemingly very sort of small sort of story art within one and stuff but talking about it again do you think it's it is sort of like just a nice little wave you know that's just come to an end about the whole Sabrina really sort of fucking up a bit and um her thinking maybe Harvey's not the one I'm supposed to be with and then realizing that he is the one I'm to be with so I'm gonna be with him you know did, did it have a nice little little end to it do we think if, if it is the end that is we don't know I mean I, yeah I, I don't know I mean it was I don't know if it's worth one pound ninety eight um but uh but it, yeah it was it was an enjoyable episode um as we said at the top it was you know a, a good bow on this whole story arc um and it kind of showed that they are and we, we already knew this i think from uh, recent episodes prior to this but it kind of showed that they are good at writing Sabrina and Harvey as a long established couple and as people who have almost learnt emotional maturity through one another um I think yeah. I honestly think for a sitcom, like they do deal with that very well, and you can tell. I know the writers of this episode were Carrie Honigbloom and Renee Phillips, who have I think been on the staff since the start, and you can tell that yeah, like this couple does mean a lot to the to the writers, and they treat it with the respect it deserves, considering, as we always say, the target audience really probably do take the this couple and their long term health very seriously. And you know, we'll uh, we'll talk about this more i guess uh, when it comes to progression but first you know chris do you think sabrina and harvey have come out at the end of this episode uh better off do you think uh, as in not just in terms of the fictional state within the fictional world but in terms of characters for us to um continue watching and continue see growing uh to be perfectly honest with you i i, I saw this as a sort of and we're back to where we were three episodes ago okay here we go yeah did you do you see it in that same way, Graham, would you like, you know, do you think we are just, we had this hiccup and now we're back to where we were, or do you think there is a, an actual sort of a progression um, of these characters? It is difficult to say um, without knowing what the um, episodes coming up entail. Um, I think that it, regardless of what happens next, I think it has added weight and depth to Sabrina and Harvey as a couple. You know, we we've we've seen them go through this. Whether it's revisited, whether it actually affects their dynamic going forward, I still think it was good to have it. And I yeah. think without seeing the episodes that are coming next, knowing whether it really does change things, you know, as we, as we proceed, I don't know. I like to think it does, but even if it doesn't, I'm glad we went there. Yeah, I guess it's just a little slight anxiety about yeah whether I guess the next few episodes we'll really see whether it is just a we're back to square one or there is this actual sort of growth in the characters so i guess what we're really asking for is hopefully their relationship or their dynamic has got some sort of noticeable or even just a subtle difference to what it was a few episodes ago but only time and episodes will see uh, before we talk about the next ones we might as well finish talking about this one because at the end of each episode we like to score it on a certain uh, amount of criteria uh, we score them on magic wit creativity and take it with me boys progression and for one week only we hope uh, we're gonna add a new one Value for money. Uh, so first of all, <laughs> yeah. first of all, uh, magic. Uh, just how magical was this episode? Do you think? I mean, how magic is capitalism? Because I can pay one pound ninety eight, and I can have a episode of a sitcom from nineteen ninety nine at my fingertips. I mean, just isn't that wonderful? Um, no. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think magic again was kind of at a premium in the, premium in this episode. I'd say. I'd say it was pretty magical. Uh, the thermometer, the drawing board, just to name two. The time clock was back in there. 
I'd say it was quite a magical episode. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, the, the um, even though the thermometer was used for literally two minutes, we did see like three versions of it, um, see how it worked. And um, yeah, the time clock was in use. And yeah, the magical drawing board was, you know, sort of uh, more of like a visual gag, really. But, you know, it was still a magical item at the end. So um and we had the pilgrims. Oh, yeah, the magical pilgrims, yeah. And your joke was pretty magical, three of them. Three I tell you or what, four. I tell you what, Chris's joke, value for money, definitely. <laughs> we asked, we asked for one, we okay, got well, three. We'll, we'll get to that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Numeric, uh, that's a three? Uh, I, guess, I, guess, I guess three is, 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 yeah, is allowable, yeah. Yeah, three is acceptable. Three is acceptable. Three yeah. for magic. But what about wit? Just how funny was this episode? I laughed at Nick Mackay's terrible Valley Girl voice. <laughs> or his excellent Tommy Wiseau voice. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he already knew him. Maybe he was already hanging around at LA um, theatre uh, theater classes at this time. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I that was the thing I laughed at most was somebody doing a very bad, kind of intentional, but not really voice. So... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was yeah, that. Yeah, quite a few gags. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, I, I think I'm going three or four on on wit again. It wasn't the. There were some good yeah, lines. To it be wasn't fair. the worst. It wasn't the best. Yeah, I liked the magical board stuff with the you know the the humor in that as well. Was you know it was just a, uh, you know no, nothing special, but you know it was still sort of very very enjoyable. If you, if performances, comic performances uh, are included in wit, which I guess they should be, because what they, other... they do te- they do tend to be. Yes, yeah, so we always sort of commend like Melissa Joan Hart and yeah, the rest what, of the cast. About what that. other category would they fall into? So Nate Richard was very very funny in this episode. So I think yeah, yeah. I think his performance plus a few solid gags that does bump it up to three. I would say. Yeah, I, I'd be happy with three for wit, Chris. Yeah, happy happy as Larry. Excellent. And uh, what about creativity? Um, having the board stuff. We've talked about it already. But... Uh, first Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. So they branched out. Yeah, a little bit different. Still not a, still an original concept for a TV show, but but yeah, but very original in the sense of Sabrina. If it is in, you know, it's the first time we've done it four seasons in, so it's, it's new. Um, and... Uh, potentially the last one because of how much of a faff it is for actually witches to celebrate it so i think that's a very creative way to look at it they've it seems like they've consciously not done thanksgiving um they decided to do it for something a little bit different so i think that's very creative and um yeah the magical drawing board going back to the drawing board i think was done in a really sort of creative uh, way um yeah i i i'd probably Four maybe? No, I was being too generous. Four is too generous. Graham? Yeah, I think I think I mean I know we're we're going threes across the board. It seems here, but yeah, I, I would go with three as well. Okay, so three. I, I, I'm happy with three. Um, what about progression? This is the big one. This seems to be both sort of Graham and Chris are thinking a little bit differently with this. Okay, I I I think I found us a progression point. Right at the end, the pilgrims started dancing. That's progression. (laughs) Maybe pilgrims had never danced before this day and they returned back to their world and they were like, I come with the gift of dance. What's dance? Let me show you. Um, Maybe that's progression. I feel like if they went back to their puritanical civilization and danced, they would have been burnt at the stake for that alone. (laughs) So yeah, um, that that yeah. that's the so, only yeah. progression point I can find. I I no, I mean I no, I I I I very much think, um, even if Harvey and Sabrina's relationship does go back to a state where it's kind of like, well, none of this happened. I do like how this episode we really explored them and where they're mentally at and where their their actual sort of. Um, loyalty's line their love for each other you know what it does actually mean i think we've we've really sort of learnt about the actual characters we really explored their relationship and just generally they're back together man that's you know that is progress you know in the previous episode they were not together and now they are so i mean that alone is progress and to be honest more progress than we normally see because this is not a narrative driven show at all um in that regard 
so yeah, I'd, I'd say quite a bit of progress in this episode by you know by the standards of of this show. Um, I mean, I'd put it as a four, but yeah, yeah, I would I would go with a four as well. Well, I'm being outvoted, so uh, this is clearly a democracy, isn't it? Four for progression, and final one that's not going to be included in the final scores, but I would like to hear your thoughts is value for money. No, we can't really do that one, Scouse. Value for money. Um, yeah, how uh, how much? Yeah, how much value was this? <laughs> see, see, it was the first the first one ever. Hopefully, I think I overpaid by a pound. So eighty nine p. Okay, it should have cost me eighty nine p. I'd accepted that. So, so Graham, are you going higher or lower than eighty nine p? Before the pandemic, we invested cumulatively in a box set of every episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch and had things stayed normal that is how we would have um, absorbed all of these episodes the only reason that we've been forced to break the rules is because of exceptional circumstances that said how much did that to DVD box set cost Phil? Well are you asking for how much each episode is worth In because uh, I've, I've got that figure here Yes, go ahead. So um, we pay £30 for the box set. Okay. 163 episodes. So each episode right. is technically worth 5.4 pence. Right. Okay, so zero then. Zero value for money. <laughs> zero. Because <laughs> without a pandemic, I would be paying 0. 0.5 pence to watch this. So uh, there you go. Um, but, so there we go, boys. So the, the scores that we do have for uh, this episode. So we had uh, three for Magic. Three for wit, three for creativity, and four for progression. So, Christopher, what does that bloody well give us? That gives us a slightly above average score of 13 out of 20. Mm, 13, always say unlucky for some, but I think for Harvey and Sabrina going forward, hopefully it's a lucky number. Uh, Would you like to know what episode 10 of season four is called? Usually we do, yes. Excellent. It's called... Ice Station Sabrina. Okay. Ice uh, Station Sabrina. Ice Station Sabrina. Oh, this isn't their Christmas episode, is it? I mean, obviously, Ice Station um, implies wintry weather, implies, um, you know, uh, implies polar exploring, to be honest. Ice Station Zebra. Um, is a 1960s <laughs> what a surprise film um, so uh, I guess that's where the uh, the title comes from um, which I believe I don't really know what that film's about I imagine it involves a lot of ice beyond that I don't really know it's about um, an ice station where the only member of staff working is a zebra oh my god and they're used to the warmth of Africa and they're, yeah. in, they're in an ice station. <laughs> Talk about a fish out of water. Oh, oh, I want to watch that now. So, you know how, like, in every season we get Sabrina does some form of, like, work experience in the other realm? I think that's what this is. And she's put in the ice station, okay, and accidentally sends a blizzard to Westbridge. That sounds all right, doesn't it? What about you, Graham? What do you think? Um, I think that um, Sabrina is she contravenes the laws of magic in some way in that she is exiled to a realm which is all just ice um, and there are other outcasts there and she must band together with them to find a way out of the ice realm and back into uh, regular society hmm. Well, both of those ideas sound a lot better than what it actually is. Episode 10, Ice Station Sabrina. Harvey invites Sabrina to a surprise ski weekend, but things go down slope when Brad offers to drive them both. So, Ooh. are we getting a closed, quartered, claustrophobic witch hunting story? Witch hunting road trip, maybe? Oh, well, it's about time if we are. Or are we getting a repeat of that of that amazing stock footage of someone skiing? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah, I I really hope there's a welcome return of the all the skiing from those um from 
season one or season two was it i hope there's a um the the urn is back because obviously that's oh no that's on mars isn't it oh yeah they're not they're not going to ski on mars the urn is on mars oh. the urn is on mars so it did later return of it course. did yeah um gloriously but no. Well, no, well, uh, yeah, so hopefully, you know, tra- Serena is trapped in the car while Harvey, uh, while uh, Brad is getting all um, agitated and suspicious of her. So, yeah, that'll be very good. If, maybe if the whole episode is, is about them being trapped in a car. That's got Sundance written all over it. But we'll see, we'll see what <laughs> happens in the next episode, Ice Station Sabrina. But as for this one, which has been, I've completely forgotten it, Love Means Having to Say Sorry, something like that. Um, I do hope you have enjoyed it. My name has been Phil, and I've been joined by my closest friends. However, closest, they are still in their separate homes, nice and safe. Um, first of all, Mr. Graham Riley. Thank you very much, Graham. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, once again, everybody, um, stay safe. Do not go to your local watering hole if you live in the United Kingdom or the United States, where the majority of our listeners live. Um, it's been a pleasure. Indeed, and, and thank you very much to Christopher Athens as well. Yeah, not a problem, Phil. Thank you very much to yourself. And uh, remember, everyone, uh, remain indoors. Remain indoors. And um, blow them before they all go away. Do you remember that as well? If there's anything to take away from yes, this episode... Yes, make sure you blow them before they all go away. Blow them dandelions away. Um, <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got special people in your life, <laughs> blow them before they all go away. Before they go away. And blow them safely, I think, is... Uh, as, as well, and blow them safely yes yeah if you uh, would like to follow what we do i don't know why you would because we don't tell you uh but if you do want to you can go to twitter we are at sabrina watch on facebook we are sabrina the teenage watch um and you can leave us a wonderful uh review on uh, wherever you get your podcasts maybe apple Podcasts, maybe uh just find our podcast there and hit subscribe as well while you're there so you get our episodes as soon as they're released and you can also get, leave us a little review and um, if you would like to uh, give us a little donation to offset the outrageously overpriced prices that YouTube and Amazon have charged us for a 5.4 pence episode, uh, then you can head to our website. It's ko-fi.com forward slash Sabrina the Teenage Watch. Leave us a little donation, just as uh, I normally say, as little as a cup of coffee, but maybe as little as a cup of streamed episode. It's up to you. And uh, whatever you're doing, wherever you are in the world, whoever you're with, whatever you're doing, may every little thing you do be be magic. magic.